Welcome to the Plan Simple Podcast. I am your host, Mia Moran. Moms have the power to change the future, but not if we're stressed out and exhausted. Looking at food, lifestyle, spirituality, and work, the Plan Simple Podcast is for busy moms who want to create a healthier and happier future. Listen in for inspirational conversations and valuable strategies to plan for your best life. Hey, welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. This is episode two in a three-episode series about ending overwhelm in this crazy world that we live in. And I feel like this is a feeling that we feel far too often as busy mothers balancing work and family and our bodies and our mind and all the stuff around the house. And I have found that as we shift out of overwhelm, so many possibilities open up and life just feels so much better. And so I'm pretty passionate about getting women to the other side of this feeling. So go back and listen to the first episode if you haven't, because in that episode, we really lay out the foundation, the foundational work that you need to do to start to really pull yourself out of of feeling overwhelmed when you don't need to, when when it's not the feeling that you need to choose. Um, it's kind of a feeling that gets chosen for us. And in this episode, what we're going to do is we're going to focus on the three major blocks that start to come up as we do the work from the first part of this series And we start to really understand the life that we want to lead. And that sort of starts to pull us forward. But then we're part of this structure, part of the the way things work as, as mothers with kids in school working. And now we need to sort of understand how we can overcome those blocks in a very practical way. I feel like the first episode was more around our soul and our hearts and getting really clear about what we want. And this is really the episode about those practical things that we need to do, but they really need to work hand in hand. So make sure you do the work from the first part first, or at least part of the work. So you start to get really clear on that foundational piece. So I'm assuming as we start this that you know what you want now and that you're starting to really crave big change because you've done a lot of that imagining work. And what starts to happen when we start to crave these things is we gain momentum, but then life hits, right? Life happens and maybe we gain momentum and then we're going on a family vacation or we gain momentum and somebody gets sick or we gain momentum and then the kids are home for a week. Um, whatever it is, it feels hard. And then we get back into a different kind of overwhelm. Um, when we feel like we can't move forward, when we feel like we wait, we figured it out. And now there's all these details. So the first block that I think we create or gets created or however you want to look at it is we tend to fill our calendars. Um, And we see an empty hour and we say yes to whatever it happens to be that we're being asked. So maybe, you know, we we feel in our calendar pretty well about when we have to do this, when we have to be at this appointment, when we have this meeting. And, you know, then there's this free hour and someone says, well, you want to come have a play date? And we say yes, because 
there's that empty hour. And then we have a day where we don't have anything in our calendar. And so we get asked if we can go volunteer at the kids' school. And we say yes, because there is a day. But we're craving these things that are going to lead us toward this this dream we have. And maybe those things, the play date and a day volunteering that particular way at school doesn't serve us to feel that way. Um, but we see that hole, so we say yes. And we see empty weekends. This happens all the time. So we say yes to the 15th birthday party, which our kids go crazy at and then get sick or the show or the neighborhood cookout. And these are things that we're not particularly wanting in that moment. I'm not saying that any of the examples I'm giving are ever wrong to say yes to, but they're it's, we're saying yes for the wrong reasons sometimes, and that's what we're trying to shift away from. So work ends at 5. We run to get the kids at 6. We need dinner on the table by 6.10. We need this because that's how the rest of our evening is going to work right. The bedtime, all the things, right? But we don't make time for the things we say we want to do. So we're literally scheduling ourselves out of our own lives because from 6 to 6.10 is not long enough to get dinner on the table. So we're going to start filling our calendars with the right stuff. We're going to change this. We're going to, number one, build in space. Go through your calendar and schedule space. Schedule time to ramp up and ramp down. Schedule the time it takes to go pick up a kid, to make dinner, to finish dinner and get kids upstairs and wash dishes. Okay? Blocks of nothing. Put blocks of nothing in your schedule. For that hour you have free, put an hour of time to just be so that you really honor that this is time for you. You're putting in transportation time. You could put in time to do that first bit of work that we talked about in the last episode. You could put in time to make your 10-year plan. Get really real about how long things take. Very often we'll write down like, or we'll just even think, we won't even write down, you know, go pick up the kids. And we forget that that could take an hour. And then we're be- we feel behind and that feeling of behind is what leads us to that feeling of overwhelm when it could literally take the same amount of time, but we've blocked out. We've anticipated that it's going to take an hour to get the kids. So when we get back, we're right on time. We're making dinner. We're doing the things and we get dinner on the table and we're not in the same state because we've anticipated what's going to happen in advance. Does that make sense? Okay. So building in space, put space literally in your calendar. So helpful and really helpful when you're using your calendar to say yes and no to other things, because all of a sudden there won't be that hour to say yes to the play date because you're really prioritizing getting dinner on the table in a calm way. Does that make sense? So it's really important to get these things in the calendar so you can use it as a way to say yes and no to other things that come up. I want you to also start to make time for the important things. If you really want to eat better, schedule time to meal plan and prep. If you really want to write a book, put time on your calendar and hold it sacred. Put it on your calendar 
just so that you don't fill that space with things that don't matter to you right now. Does that make sense? We can't do everything. We can't say yes to everything, but we can start to say yes to things that really matter and start to say no to things that aren't that important to us this week or this season or maybe ever. (laughs) Okay, so those are two big things that you can start to do. The third thing you can start to do is really commit to one doable change at a time. So what I found, and if you've been listening to this podcast, you know that I share doable changes at the end of every episode. What I found is that big changes happen as small actions that we take again and again. So you aren't going to lose 65 pounds in a day. You're not going to write your book at the end of the week or have meditation be part of your morning routine overnight just because you decided to. You're constantly going to be tested. So set yourself up in your calendar to make one change at a time. And then you can start for a week to really play around. Set aside five minutes to meditate every morning. Set your alarm. Get up. Do it. When you have obstacles, work your way through them. Do it later in the day. Figure out how to make it stick. You can plan your meals. Stick to the plan. See what happens when you set yourself up to move toward your goals, to really fit in your change of the week. Feel curious and maybe even find a way to make it fun. So these are three different ways that we can put things in our calendar that really move that needle toward this life that we want to create, this life that we mapped out in our 10-year plan that got supported by our why in that first part of this exercise in the last episode. Okay. Block number two. So block number one is that we're, we're constantly filling in time with time we don't have, right? We're saying yes to things with time we don't have. So what we're doing is we're getting clear on putting the things, the ways that we want to spend time into our calendar in advance so that we're really clear about where we really have space instead of making space where we actually don't have any time. Okay. So then block number two is that our calendar system really, really limits us. And here's what I mean by that. We keep all the parts of our life separate, or if you're already using the flow planning method, maybe you don't, but for the most part, many of us keep the different parts of our life separate. We have kid rosters that are stuck to the fridge. We have our meal plan. If we're good about it on a chalkboard in our kitchen, maybe in our head, we have appointments and work that show up on our phone, but everything is really in a separate place. And really the worst case scenario is that some of those things are really in our head and not even in a place. And so we're reacting to what's coming and we're not going on what the big picture is. And so let's change that. So we need to have a plan that has the whole picture in it. We need to see this in one place. We need a plan that honors the seasons and the cycles like we started to do detective work in that first that you're probably doing right now. If you're listening to this day after day, you might not have done that work yet, but you're going to do that work so you can really create a plan that honors your seasons. And then you start to plan for just the next 90 days. So one of the limits of our calendar system as well is that we're always looking at a year, like we're always restarting on the new year. And so I want you to start to just look at a smaller chunk of time. 
and look at 90 days and think what pieces of my big plan, of my 10-year vision, of my why can I work on during these 90 days? And you might pick a work thing. You might pick a food goal. You might pick something around parenting. It doesn't matter what you pick, but what what matters is that what you pick sort of fits into one category of life. And you're going to start to look at that thing holistically, okay? And that's why I created the flow process. So the flow process stands for food and wellness. I'm going to expand on them. So it stands for food and wellness. Lifestyle, which I would also put family in there. Um, which means self-care, downtime, spirituality, and work. And so what we need to start to think about is We may have one goal in one area, but how do all the things fit together? What do you need to focus on in this season to really work toward the life that you crave? Maybe you're focused on one category right now, but really often the categories affect each other. So make a choice for the thing that you're going to work on for the next 90 days that really reflects the work that you did on your 10-year vision and your why and what you want your life to look like and what your values are. And, and, and then see what all aspects of your life look like in a way that support that change. So making a choice has magic in it. Choices are magic. So let me give you an example. One member of Flow 365, which is our year-long program, was working on a really big change at work. But she kept coming up against barriers as she was trying to work through this over 90 days. And she kept planning for it, but she wasn't showing up to her plan. Things weren't happening. So one day she woke up and she was like, you know what? I really just need to focus on clearing the clutter at home. And I really need to do that methodically for the next couple of weeks. And so that's what she focused on. That was her goal. Her goal was about clearing clutter in her house. She shifted it away from being a work goal. And guess what happened? The work stuff really started to fall into place. And this is where we really have to look at things holistically. And why I love and always include food, because very often food practices can really affect all aspects of our life as well. So trust that you're going to live in this bigger way of living and that what you choose now to move you forward is the perfect thing. And it's you don't need to pressure yourself that it's the thing that's going to move you toward your 10 years because everything, every choice you say yes to moves you forward. And then start to think of your goals around that thing in all the categories, right? So if you have a work goal, maybe you need more down time and maybe you need to exercise. Maybe you need to eat cleaner. If you have a food goal, maybe you need to shift your work hours so you can meet it. Maybe you need to start a yoga practice so that you can really feel okay in your body as you're doing this change. Do you see how it's all related? All right, so that is number two. And the block is really that our calendaring system is doesn't necessarily support us. It's very much fragmented, and we need to pull it together into one system that can really support us moving forward. Okay, here's the third block. And I hear this one a lot. I get questions around this a lot. It's hard to be different. 
It is hard to be different. We don't have a blueprint for parenting, for entrepreneurship, for what we're supposed to eat. So for many of the things that we want in our lives, we don't have a model. We get input from the media. We get input from our community, from the internet, from our family. We don't even hear what we want, though, in that input. So all of a sudden, we have these goals, we have these strong ideas that are moving us toward our ideal life. And we start to be supported in our, in our planning and moving toward those. But we still feel a little bit like an outcast when we go to a dinner party and are eating something different than everybody. Do you understand what I mean? So I hear this actually mostly around food changes, but I hear it also around money changes and a lot around parenting changes. And I think I attract people who are creating really cool lives. And so very often this is different than the status quo. So let's give an example around food. So I've heard, for example, like I feel so good when I don't have sugar or I feel so good when I go gluten-free, but I really want to be able to go out for dinner or I really want to be able to show up at a party and not feel like a lame person. And so I really want to change that. I really want you to feel like it doesn't have to be hard to do the things that are really calling to you, the life that is really calling to you. So a few things you can do is you can put that big why that you created, put it somewhere you can see regularly and really let that start to move you forward. Write it down regularly, sometimes just rewriting it in different ways that are more believable for the day at hand, for the season at hand can really help you. And so instead of constantly feeling like you're pushing, you're pushing to make a change, you're pushing against what everybody else is thinking, uh, you're pushing to fit in, you're, you're being pulled forward by this bigger why. So that can be huge. And then in the next episode, what we're going to dive into is, is, is how to take this deeper, how to really create some systems so that you feel like you're showing up to your life, not as somebody who's totally countercultural or not going with the flow, because a lot of times that can be what pulls us out of these changes that our heart really wants, but our mind is telling us we, we should fit in more. We shouldn't be different. We can't stick out. And that's like literally survival. So that's what we're going to dive into in the next um, episode. So you guys know what the three doable changes from this episode are because you can literally go through block by block by block and do those changes. So just pick one thing, really focus on it for the week. See what that's like. Spend some time this weekend really getting comfortable with your calendar. That could be one thing you do, really filling in all those times so that you can get really clear about you know, the ramp up time, the ramp down time, the time that you just want to be creative, the time you need to be alone, the time you really want to just spend with your kids. So often, like I'll create an afternoon where I'm like, I just want to be with my kids. I want to spend time with my kids. And then a work thing happens or they get invited somewhere. And I say yes. And I feel horrible the whole time because I haven't really honored that block. So you can even do things like write things into your block that really remind you that you want to stick to this thing. 
Um, you can really look at your calendaring system, really plan out your next 90 days. So there's a 90-day planning sheet as part of the downloads that you can download with these episodes. Just go to the show notes. You can get the whole package there with planning sheets for the three episodes on Overwhelm that I see as a a kit or um, a package together because I really do believe that it's different steps that we're on um, and that we can rinse and repeat this cycle over and over again because I find that it comes up at different levels um, in different areas of my life as I'm changing and improving and growing, right? So as I said in the first episode, I don't feel so overwhelmed anymore about food. I feel like I've got that thing down. I find joy in the kitchen. It took me you know, eight years, but I really feel that now. And some things can pull me out of that. Um, you know, some days are busier, but I can, I can get back to that place of joy pretty quickly. Other things like money practices, that's something I'm working on right now. That's something I'm in the throes of working on right now. And so that is, that is something that's harder. That's something I have to plan for more. Um, so these are all things that, we can show up and do and really make space for in our lives. And it feels so good. It feels so good when you overcome that need to please and fit in with, you know, it could be with your parents, with your neighbor, with the people in your kid's class. It becomes so good when you're really leading the life that you decided you wanted to lead. So I I really hope everyone goes through this process. So get the planning sheets to do that. Um, If all of this is sounding like so much fun, you know, you love the planning sheets, you've sorted on some of them, but it's summer and this is finding you on vacation and, you know, you're starting to think about the school year and that's seeming a little bit overwhelming, but you're not able to put these pieces together. I have found that support and accountability have really helped me in showing up to my life. And so that is why I created Flow 365. And I do want to offer that the enrollment is open right now. The doors are open right now. And how I work it is I just create one cohort at a time where we do this work for a year together. So we spend time showing up to our lives, really visioning and then showing up to our lives. And we do this in a really methodical process and we do it through all the obstacles. So the reason it's a year is because life looks one way when we're transitioning into September. It looks one way when we have Thanksgiving break and then we're going into Christmas and then we're setting New Year's resolutions and then it's winter time. Like and then it's summer, like, and, or we're on school vacation or a kid gets sick. Like it looks different at all these times and flow 365 really helps us navigate through all those different situations while not losing sight of this life that we said that we wanted these habits that we said we wanted this health. We said we wanted the energy we said we wanted, you know, the diet we said we wanted to stick to the, the work goal we really wanted to hit. So it's really about planning and then showing up to our plan. I personally was a have always been a big planner, but I would make these beautiful calendars and planning sheets. All you have to do is Google bullet journals and you'll see like the most amazing things. But I always wonder, does everybody who does does those beautiful pages about what life could look like, do they actually follow through on the things that they say they want? 
And that is what Flow 365 is about. And if it calls you, I would love to have you. As we're in this initial part of the launch, there are some amazing bonuses, including a live event in the spring of 2020. Um, the doors are going to be open for a few weeks. And of course, this is totally something. This is the thing. This is the thing that I want to do for a really long time. I've led so many three and six week classes over the years and they're fantastic. But what I find is that we get to the end of those three weeks, we get to the end of the six weeks and we get an obstacle or worse yet, sometimes people get an obstacle in the midst of it and they just can write it off because it was just three weeks. It was just six weeks. So whatever, they'll, they'll do the next thing. And I didn't want that anymore. I really wanted people to make lasting changes, which is why I created this. So it'll keep being offered, but I am only going to open the door once, maybe twice some years. So just know that you can totally put this on hold and do this work later. But if this is something that you're grappling with now and really want to enter in the fall with these tools and this support group, um, Now's your time. Go look at the page. It's at plansimple.com slash flow365. The link is also in the show notes. And again, it is just 100% a planning accountability group to dream, plan, and show up to that plan. And it's so good. So good. So good that everybody from the last cohort is doing it again this year. So fun. All right. I will see you guys on the last third um, podcast on this topic of overwhelm, where we're really going to look at how we can get accountability and really um, not get accountability, really become accountable to ourselves so that we can show up to these things without feeling like that outcast. So I gave you one tool um, of really understanding your why, but we're going to get into, I think, six or seven more tools in the next episode um, for really how to lean into these changes. All right, I'll see you guys on that episode. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Plan Simple podcast. If you loved what you heard, the biggest compliment you can give is to share the podcast with a friend. And if you really loved what you heard, if you want to go onto iTunes and subscribe, rate, and review, that really helps us get the best guests we can and improve the podcast so that we're serving up exactly what you want to hear. I will see you on the next episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. Bye for now.